Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Yonce podcast. My name is Yoko. And my name is Michelle. And we will be your hosts for today's episode. As the young adult branch of Japanese American Memorial Pilgrimages, Nikkei Rising will be bringing you roundtable discussions with young adults involved in and around the Japanese American community to honor community's history and explore its implications today. So today our topic is names, and we wanted to explore this topic for a lot of reasons. I think that names are just a really interesting phenomenon and have a lot of a big impact on your life and your identity. They're often like the very first thing that people learn about you when they meet you. And I think that for our community specifically, names are particularly complicated and interesting. For some people, names their name is really connected to their identity and their culture, and for others, not so much. And we're trying to kind of capture that variety of experiences. And I also think just as non-white Americans, there's a lot more to unpack when it comes to your name, because names often come with a lot of racial, gender, social implications, and we don't always live up to the expectations people have of us when they hear our name. So specifically for the Japanese American community with our history, I think it's a topic that's really worth discussing. So really happy to be able to talk to all of you today. And Michelle, could you go ahead and introduce our first guest? Yes, we have some great guests today, and our first guest is Kiara Konishi. Kiara is a Nisei from Berkeley, California, occupied Ohlone territory, studying ethnic studies with an emphasis on Asian settler colonialism and queer diasporic belonging. They have served as a fellow at the Smithsonian Asian Pacific American Center in Washington, D.C., and is currently a student at the University of Hawaii a Manoa. Welcome to the Yonsei, Kiara. Thank you. Thank you already for having me. Our second guest is someone who you might recognize from our first two seasons of the podcast, Hiro Adeza. Hiro is the former head of Nikkei Rising and is a recent graduate of San Francisco State University, where he got a degree in history and a minor in Asian American Studies and Museum Studies. He is currently pursuing a career in the museum field, and it is his hope to help serve underrepresented communities in the museum space and promote diversity in the field. Welcome, Hiro. <laughs> Thank you. So happy to be here. It's always fun to be on this side of the podcast. <laughs> Great. Happy to have you both. And we're excited to take a deep dive into how our names impact the way we navigate our world. So to start, it would be great if everyone can share a little bit more background on their names. So how they got them, if they're tied to any family members or popular figures, all of that kind of good stuff. Kiara, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Okay. So my um, last name is Konishi, which I guess would be an indicator oftentimes on paper that I am Japanese. Um, and um, my first name, and Konishi means little west, um, ko meaning small, and nishi meaning west. Um, I believe it's because we were farmers in Hiroshima, a little to the west, and that's how we got our last name. And my first name is Kiara, which I believe was named to me after a co-worker who just happened to be nice of one of my parents. But I also sometimes go by Akira, which is my grandfather's name, and it has the same 
hiragana is kiara and so that was also partly why i was named kiara and as somebody who is non-binary um i often switch between the two of the names nice and hiro would you like to share a little bit more about your name as well yeah for sure well my full name is francisco kazuhiro deza it's a little bit of a combination of like pretty much all my identities ethnically. My first name, Francisco, I'm named after my father. He's also named Francisco, and he is a second-generation Mexican-American. As for my mom, uh, she's my Japanese side. She gave me my name, Kazuhiro. I believe there wasn't necessarily a reason why she chose Kazuhiro. Um, she just really liked the name. And yeah, uh, I don't really know what else to add to that. <laughs> No, that's that's great. Thank you for sharing. And Yoko, would you like to share a little bit as well? Uh, yeah. So um, my full name is Yoko Morishita Fedorenko, which is an interesting hodgepodge. So my first name, Yoko, my mom was really deliberate about giving me and my sister Japanese names. And she wanted us to have like names that sort of went together in a sense, like because we're twins. And so my sister's name is Hana and her my mom's favorite flower is sunflower. So the way that my first name, the way that I spell it, the kanji is sunchild. Um, so that's kind of the meaning behind my first name. And then my middle name is Morishita. It's my mom's maiden name, or she never changed her name. So just her last name. And so my Japanese side of the family, that's like our family name. And then my last name is randomly Fedorenko, which is a Ukrainian name, which is interesting because I don't know anything about that side of my heritage. So people are always like trying to speak Ukrainian to me and stuff and <laughs> I can't do it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. My name on paper, it's kind of like, what? Like, what is your deal? Um, but yeah, what about you, Michelle? Yeah, so I actually I have four names. It, my brother and I both have two middle names. So my name is, is kind of long, but my full name is Michelle Chieko Catherine Heckert. And it's a, a bit of a mouthful and always like the longest name on like a graduation pamphlet or whatever. But anyway, Michelle, I think I think my family liked the name Michael, but since I was born a girl then they named me uh, Michelle um, I always joke that my dad named me after the Beatles song Michelle and um, because he loves the Beatles and I'm not sure if that actually does have you know any effect in how why my name is like that but yeah that's my first name and for Chieko I always thought that it meant small child because like Chie and Ko but it actually apparently means child of wisdom or child blessed with wisdom, Ooh. according to Google. So that's pretty cool. And then Catherine, I think, is just a name from my dad's side of the family. And then Heckert is a German name. What I've been told is that it means keeper of the forest. But yeah, just my first and last name, Michelle Heckert, are very um, white passing, white sounding. So I don't feel like it necessarily represents you know, the, fully who I am. I feel like that doesn't necessarily encompass the whole picture of me, um, but I'm sure that that's a question we'll dive into a little bit later as well. Great 
segue, Michelle, I actually was just going to ask, I think that it's really interesting that the people we have assembled here have different combinations of like Japanese sounding first names or last names or neither. And I know for me that has impacted like how I'm perceived in a way that like actually like has an impact on my identity and experiences. Um, So I'd love to hear a little bit more from people. If anyone has anything to say about how your racial identity has been either assumed or a bigger part of how you're perceived because of your name. I know for me that that has been a thing for sure. Like Yoko is the most like recognizably like Japanese first name. But yeah, does anyone have any experiences they'd like to share or just any musings about that? Yeah, to touch on that, I think it's a really interesting question because I feel like throughout time, or at least my relationship with folks, it always, my name and how it's perceived always changes depending on the geography and where I am. Growing up, I moved to England during high school for like four years. um, And having a Japanese last name there was completely different than say growing up in the Bay area where it seemed more common. And I think going to a different country where my last name racialized me in a sense of being tokenized almost and being the only East Asian kid at school, et cetera, along with my twin, which is so interesting, Yoko, that you mentioned Wait, you have, you a, have twin? a twin? Because mm-hmm. I have a twin, too. Oh, I forgot um, about that. And Yeah. And it's interesting because her her full name sounds way more Japanese than mine because it's uh, her first name's Aya. Oh. And so it's interesting how on paper we're perceived differently in that sense because Kiara is obviously not a Japanese name. Um, Wait, I, I feel yeah. like, I feel like that's so, okay. Cause like, so my sister, her name is Hana and Hana is a Japanese name and was, she was named Hana as a Japanese name, but it's also a name in like every culture, like, like <laughs> Jewish. Same with Aya too. Hana. Yeah, like, there's some names that are, like, weirdly universal, and, like, there's, yeah, like, so people meeting my sister are always, like, wait, what? And then it's also the thing of, like, we are both, we're half white, but she looks a lot more white than me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Same same with my sister. (laughs) It's really funny. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's weird because it's, like, I can never, it's hard to parse out what people are going off of like when people meet me I get a lot more than her I get the whole thing of like where are you from like oh you don't speak Japanese and I'm like it's hard to parse out like oh is it because my name is Yoko or because I look way more Japanese than her I don't know but that's so interesting twins so interesting anyone else especially like because you know that you grew up you you're living on the same time timeline when you're a twin and it's not like mm-hmm. a generational thing where you're like oh this name in like a few generations before would have been perceived differently than it is now or maybe it's more common but it's kind of interesting to see like to have some a literal like not copy of each other but you know what i mean like yeah your your sister like or twins i just think it's really interesting yeah. And then moving to Hawaii where like 
I feel like there are a lot of mixed folks, but not to be confused with it being like a culture, like mixed race paradise or whatever, as people like to say. I think it's interesting because sometimes I feel like last name isn't necessarily a marker of who you are and people acknowledge that. But then also recognizing that with a Japanese last name, being in Hawaii and seeing how your positionality shifts and acknowledging your position as a Japanese settler with that last name. And mm-hmm. so I think it can be a markers for a lot of things. I think for myself, um, and I apologize for those who uh, have already listened to our mixed Nikkei episode. I'm going to be <laughs> touching on a lot of things from that, I feel like. But like as somebody who, uh, like I have a Hispanic first name, a Japanese middle name, and then like my last name, honestly, I can't even say what ethnicity my last name is because originally it was like Bosque from like Spain. But then mm. somebody in the family tree in Mexico was just like, our, our last name was originally Odeza, and somebody in our family tree was just like, that doesn't sound Mexican enough, and replaced the O with an E, but there's no Odeza in Mexican Spanish either. So <laughs> it's kind of a like a made-up last name. So if you know an Odeza, there's a pretty like high chance that I'm related to them. Yeah, but it's just like... I, I guess, like, growing up, going by Francisco, going by Frankie Adeza, a lot of people would just automatically assume that I was Filipino because they would just be like, oh, this, this kid has, like, Asian features, but he has a Hispanic name. So there's no such thing as mixed people in the world, so he must be Filipino. <laughs> so I would get that a lot. And, and like... In terms of like my my name in, on on documents and stuff like that, I feel like people just didn't know where to pin me because my name's just a hodgepodge of everything. And my last name, honestly, I don't know if I could say that it has a particular ethnic background to it. Um, um, but like, I think one of the big reasons why I, I I like switched over to Hero was that I found myself working more and more within the Japanese American community. And like, although I feel like the Japanese American community is pretty accepting of mixed people, I, I, I would occasionally get the question of like, oh, why are you helping within the community? Like, what's your connection to the community? And it'd be like, oh, well, I'm Japanese. And they'd be like, oh, I've never met like a Japanese person named Francisco. And I'm like, <laughs> now you have well, now. Well, here I am. Uh, but I feel like that was one of the surface level reasons why I started going by hero. There's deeper reasons as well, whether it was just like after my Bachan passed away, just wanting to feel more connected to that side of my family. Cause I was just very close with, um, with her prior to her passing. So, yeah. What about yeah. what about you, Michelle Heckert? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that Hiro brought up your name on paper because, like I said, like my name is very white sounding, and I brought this up in the mixed race episode as well. But especially on like online job applications, I'll put in uh, my name. You know, mark different races, but I can also check the box for are you Latina, and then I show up to the interview looking. Asian or somewhat Asian. And so I always thought it was kind of funny that 
at each aspect of the interview process, you know, my name or my persona could be interpreted differently. But I, I feel like I have that experience of privilege that my name carries that whiteness, but nobody kind of would really expect just from my name to see, you know, what I look like. And I feel like I need to do a little bit more reflection on you know, what my name means to me, but I definitely wish that it could capture a little bit more of my racial identity because I think that's really important. And one of the things that I almost wish were true is that I had some of that um, Hispanic nomenclature of sorts so I could feel a little bit more tied to that but because I feel like I don't have any names associated with that side of my family that I I feel like I don't connect as much and I don't want that to get lost. Michelle do you know if it was like like a conscious or for anyone do you know if it was if there was a conscious decision on the part of your parents or whoever named you like if oh we're gonna name them like a very like westernized name or like a latino name or a a japanese name like was there any thought about that or were you kind of was it just the default whatever you were named does anyone know anything about what what was going through those people's minds mm-hmm. i think for me my my name kind of patterned after my brother so i'm not 100% sure but i know my mom wanted me to have a japanese middle name and then also i think bits and pieces came from older family members, older generations as well. But I'd love to hear what everyone else knows about their the origins of their name as well. My my mom was very, very intentional about naming me and my sister Japanese names. And she always says it's because she wanted us to know who we are. Our grandparents obviously were incarcerated and <laughs> were not a fan of the idea. Because <laughs> um, it's kind of like in their generation, like having a recognizably Japanese name is like putting a target on you, you know? So they really wanted, they wanted it to be middle names, um, Japanese, but my mom was pretty adamant. I feel like a lot of Sansei and Nisei have very Western names. And that's, that was the case for my whole family. And she wanted to like, kind of reclaim that and was very, very intentional about that. Um, Especially also, she did say also because she knew that our last name would be (laughs) Ukrainian. And um, she wanted to give us some sort of bit of our Japanese heritage in our name. Does anyone else know anything about like if it was a conscious decision or if it was just like assumed in your family that you would have the type of name you have? I think for myself, it was a pretty conscious decision. And actually, to this day, I'm still a little shocked that I have a Japanese name. My mom, like, once she came to America with my grandmother and her stepfather, she didn't like being Japanese. <laughs> it was just like, she just wished that she was white. And like for a long time, she went by Angela instead of her Japanese name um, that she was born with. And I I think there was some part of my mom and I, she's definitely had told, told me this as well, that like when I was born, I, I feel like she kind of realized that she rejected a lot of her Japanese heritage while growing up. I think she didn't, want me to lose it (laughs) it was definitely like a conscious decision i do know funny tidbit i was supposed to be named after um toshiro uh mifune the famous japanese actor but my grandmother 
um, scolded my mom for choosing an actor. <laughs> and she named me Kazuhiro, which she later found out one of my one of her cousins in Japan was named Kazuhiro. My grandmother just thought she was trying to be very polite and <laughs> and named me after her cousin, but no. And my first name, my dad just wanted like a, I don't know if keepsake is like the right word, but like he, he definitely wanted just his name to be passed down generation by generation. But I feel kind of bad because I don't see myself naming my future son, Francisco. <laughs> So, uh, sorry, Dad. It's not going to continue. Oh my goodness! What about you, Kiara? Any idea how how that came about? <laughs> Y'all got me tearing up over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's interesting what you bring up, Hiro, because that just kind of reminded me of something. Because my dad's name is actually Mitsuhiro, but when he moved to the U.S., he changed it because no one could pronounce his name. And I think it really speaks to a lot of how it's almost inconvenient or harder to explain yourself when you have a name that no one can pronounce. And he changed it to Koyo, which is still like, who knows where that comes from? I think it's still... Like, he still has the same kanji, but his mom was pissed. Like, <laughs> she, my grandma thought that was, like, such a disrespect um, to her. But then my dad had grown up in Japan, and I guess my great-great-grandmother had come to work on the orchards in California, but then she eventually went back to Japan, which is why I saw a family there. But I think also when I go back there then my dad I guess wanted me to have a name that was easy to pronounce but at the same for folks in the U.S. but then also going back to Japan he made kanji for it so that for the Japanese speakers it's inoru and then anzen or like anshin no ang and then yoi and it's supposed to mean like grace through prayer whatever that means and I also feel kind of bad because I have been going by Akira as a more gender affirming name in some spaces but I also embrace that one and how you're talking about Hiro how you're really close to your grandma I think part of why I started going by Akira as well is because I haven't seen my grandpa in so long and on that side of the family I feel like I don't visit them that often and it felt more acclaimed to being closer to that side as well i think it's interesting how you said that like your grandmother was mad when your dad changed his name it's because like my grandmother like encouraged my mom to like change her name for quite a while my mom now goes by her japanese name she goes by uh noriko but yeah, it's just weird, the circumstances in which, like, our parents and our grandparents, like, either had to change their name, accepting it, rejecting it, so on and so on. When my mom came to America with my grandmother, their whole thing with my grandmother's uh, second husband being white was just like, hey, we're American now. We have, you have a white dad, like, so we're American. We can't be Japanese in this household, you know. Definitely interesting hearing other people's, like, grandparents reactions to their parents like like actions and stuff like that 
Yeah, it's weird. And also for those of us whose family were incarcerated, there's this layer of like shame and blending in and not wanting to be recognizably Japanese and stuff. One one thing that we were going to touch on, I mean, I definitely have an answer for, for this. Does anyone have any like any weird connotations their name might have or any like your anything that is good that you like about your name or anything that is a little bit less good about your name or that puts you in weird situations? I know for me, people always tell me I broke up the Beatles and love to kind of go on and on about that. <laughs> Yoko, it's so funny because my grandmother, <laughs> her name was also Yoko, but she hated Yoko Ono so much that she went by Yoshiko because she didn't oh. want to be compared to Yoko Ono. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting, like, because I wasn't named after Yoko Ono. I mean, I think she's a cool lady, but I wasn't I wasn't named after her at all. But people love singing that song, that John Lennon song. They love singing it to me. They love telling me about how I ruined their favorite band. Um, Wait, the Christmas song? The War is Over song? It's the one. Well, Michelle, I will not be singing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's the one where he just says, oh, Yoko, like a million times. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. And then there's Fun another... Fact- there's another song too that's called Yoko, where in where just like Yoko, Yoko, Yoko over and over again. So I, I get that a lot. It's interesting. Very interesting. One thing that I think is really cool about my name is one of the kanji, also I'm really bad with kanji. Um, but one of the kanji in my name is a kanji that's like frequently used in museum names. And I just I, I like to tell my mom, like, you knew before I was even born that I was going to work in museums. <laughs> like, you made me destined. <laughs> like, you made my fate. You sealed my fate when I was born. Like, like you're just like, this kid's going to work in museums some days. There you go. Here's the kanji for it. <laughs> Anyone else? Any weird quirks of, of your name? Anything you like? Anything you don't like? Mm, not a weird quirk. But maybe a, like a less desirable aspect of my name is I feel like because of the whiteness that it carries, like I don't feel like I'm included in certain communities or like I qualify, you know, to to identify as of a certain ethnic community. Um, yeah, so I feel like when I try to enter certain spaces um, and and even, you know, Japanese American spaces, I feel like. I'm not Japanese enough. Like you see my name on a guest list and you would think, why, how does she identify? Like, why, why does she belong here? Um, And I'm not saying that other people think that necessarily, but I feel like that could be how I'm perceived. And yeah, it makes me feel disconnected from my heritage a little bit, even though it's still connected to a piece of my heritage. But again, it doesn't tell that full story of who I am. And even my full name doesn't kind of display the Hispanic side of my family. So I, again, I think it's just, I wish there was more. And I guess I could always change my name too. I could go by something different. And my name is not necessarily set in stone, even though it's set on a piece of paper official um, from the government, but I could definitely, you know, change it. It's something that I wish could paint a better picture of me. Kiara, do you have anything to add about anything about your name? Just hearing Michelle and um, 
I really think that speaks to diaspora as well when you, and on top of this geographical disconnection from like where you're ethnically from, also the feeling that within the spaces that, um, within like Japanese J communities or others like that you feel that way. And I just, I hear you <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I see you in that. Um, I personally, I don't, this is a little ridiculous, but when I moved to Hawaii, um, a lot of people thought I was related to the sumo wrestler with the last name Konishiki, which is a little different, <laughs> but so many people would come up to me, especially when I was like working at a juice bar. And when I worked at well, for the state, people would just come up to me and be like, Oh, are you really just to Konishiki? And I'd be like, I just, it got to a point where I just started saying yes, because I really didn't know. <laughs> I still to this day don't know who this sumo wrestler is, but that was just something that came up. And then apparently on Kauai, there's some shop, with the last name Konishian, people often like ask me if I'm related to that family. I'm like, I really highly doubt it because it's such a basic last name. I've met so many people with my last name. <laughs> Maybe not as like so like standard as like Tanaka or something, but it's definitely up there. And then I guess my first name people often think of Kiara from The Lion King which I'm, I feel like I'm very neutral about. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a Yeah. The other thing I've been thinking of with names is like adopting a name when you potentially get married, um, which I know is very, very, very traditional. I'm pretty traditional, so I feel like that's probably the path that I will take. But I also feel like, one, I don't really know what that, might look like but I'm kind of thinking that like that will distance myself even more from my heritage because then I might be taking on someone else's name who has you know no connection to any part of my heritage so that'll be really interesting I think when that time comes if it comes who knows Um, but I'm wondering if anyone else has any ideas about that whether it's just like the construct of getting married and changing your name and why that's not good or why that's outdated just anything related to it really that just made me think about how I feel like especially like I mean more specifically when white folks take their partners last names that happen to be Japanese I Mm -hmm. it really feels erasing to me Mm -hmm. because I feel like in that context like yes like you are kind of there there are parts of you that are coming into this family and you're creating a family with this union but at the same time it's like it can be so erasing for those who say are don't feel as connected to the culture and I don't know sometimes it feels like to me that people are claiming something that isn't theirs and mm-hmm. it often goes to sh- goes to say that like like white folks will have this like Asian name on paper when in fact they're white. And I feel like, especially with mixed folks, it's like, I feel like there's a difference in between being a guest in a culture versus being part of that culture, if you know what I mean. I feel like the crux of that is the fact that like, for maybe half a second on paper, someone might, you know, harbor some sort of animus or something because 
if they're like racist and they see this name or they might have some weird connotation, but then this person ultimately gets to walk through the world with that privilege of, of being white. And even though they have this name that could create that, it at the end of the day, they they are white. And so if it does feel weird as someone who I have a Asian name and then when I walk through the world, I don't get afforded that same thing, you know, like people see me and it just affirms their biases and, you know, strengthens their, their weirdness towards me. As a white person, like being perceived as like, quote unquote, exotified or whether be whatever, because you're being, you're kind of being a guest in a culture versus actually being that person and walking through this world with that name and with that ethnicity. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Anyone else have anything to say about that? For me personally, I don't know, like when I'll get married, but I'm like a hundred percent for it. Like hyphenated names. I feel like hyphenated names are cool because in my, in my head, like I don't see why my partner should have to like get rid of the name that they've gone through gone through their whole life with, you know, like Mm -hmm. just because we're buried doesn't mean like, doesn't mean like their family is erased, you know? Um, And it shouldn't feel that way on documents either. So I just feel like my personal opinion is that everyone should like hyphenate their names during marriage and not just take the name of their partner. I've seen it like where people combine their last names too into like one name. Yeah. Um, like um, the guy from Big Time Rush, Carlos Pena, and the girl from um, Spy Kids, Alexa Vega, they now go by Pena Vega. Like that's their last name, mm. which is interesting. But I know a lot of people will also, like, I guess women who have taken on their husband's last name will give one of their children their maiden name as a middle name, which I think is the case for you, Yoko. Yeah. Yeah. They thought about hyphenating, but both of those names are very long. And I think they they don't want to like put that on a, on some children. Um, Both me and my sister though, our middle name is our mom's name. And she, she never changed her name. My parents are, are hippies who don't, didn't get married and yeah, very against the grain. Um, So yeah, her name is still the same, but my one question about hyphenating is like, when does it end like okay you're hyphenated then what are the people who are hyphenated? like it could i mean that's all cool but like that's a lot you mm-hmm. see i don't have to worry about that my kids will have to so <laughs> <laughs> so true put your whole um, genealogy in your last name <laughs> uh, i mean like my dad has his family tree memorized you know like wow. like He's the guy that will be like, my name's Adeza, Udea, so on, so on, so on. I only know the first two, uh, but there's like 10 names that he'll repeat after Adeza mm. with ease. And I'm just like, okay, that's dope. <laughs> it's kind of hard to put on a document. <laughs> <laughs> I, that also kind of made me think about how names don't necessarily reflect who we are, as like Michelle was saying as well. And everybody, and that like whether due to colonization or other things, like names have so much weight to them. And mm-hmm. I think it's just interesting hearing everyone's how everyone ha- comes from such different backgrounds, even though like we're all mixed in this space. 
it's it's the cliche of don't judge a book by its cover don't judge a person by their name and, and I have no I have no affiliation with Yoko Ono I would like to just really clarify <laughs> okay. well, people can't quite get that through their heads so just making a public announcement <sighs> all right I think we are a about coming up on our time thank you guys so much for being here this was so interesting and i love what like a varied group we've assembled here with so many so many different like stories and combinations of what types of name how your name came about all that kind of stuff so yeah thank you all so much for being here thank you michelle and yoko it's always fun being part of the podcast Thank you so much um, for having me. And I really enjoyed sharing space with everybody about this topic. Yes, it was so great having Kiara and Hiro as our guests today. And thank you to everyone listening at home as well for joining us for our discussion of how names play such a big role in forming our identity as Nikkei. Um, be sure to join us for our next episode in the coming weeks and for season three we'll be releasing one to two episodes a month so be sure to follow Nikkei Rising on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for release dates, episode titles, guests, all that um, as well as other updates on other Nikkei Rising programs. And to listen to all of seasons one and two, you can find the Yonsei podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Japanese American Memorial Pilgrimages website. The Yonsei podcast is sponsored in part by the Minidoka Pilgrimage Planning Committee and is made by Hira Deza, Michelle Hucker, Yoko Federenko, Johnny Narita, Matthew Wisely, and Sachi Koide, with theme music by Michelle Heckert. This has been the Yonsei podcast, <laughs> and it's been Yonsei. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha